I'm a covenant man Living in the riches of my Lord and King I'm a covenant man Committed to Him in everything I do believe He'll come again And I know one thing I'm gonna do till then Is learn to live in the blessing of Abraham Everybody and welcome to the Covenant Living Broadcast. I'm David Weeder. This is my wife, Lynn Weeder. And hey, happy Valentine's Day, or at least Valentine's Week, depending on when you're watching it. Oh, hey, now, don't any of you get all uptight and upset about Valentine's Day and, you know, Cupid and all that kind of stuff. You know, hey, Jesus wasn't born on December 25th. I don't want to bust anybody's bubble, but hey, we laid hold of that date and we celebrate the birth of the Savior on that day doesn't keep us from celebrating love on Valentine's Day. You got me? All right. The, and the, that's love whether you're married, single, widowed, it doesn't matter. You can celebrate the love of God in your life. Absolutely. And you could definitely celebrate the love of God in your spouse. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day. Well, hey, this is just life. Come on now. All right. We're going to talk today about the laws of our nation. No, I'm not talking about the United States of America. I'm not talking about Canada. I'm not talking about whatever nation you happen to be living in. Let's look at what nation we're talking about. But before we do that, hey, you knew the drill. You gotta get that cup of coffee, get that cup of tea, whatever you want, pull up to the table here. And now that you have that, we're gonna have a word of prayer. Father. We thank you for this, still another opportunity to share your love, to share your wisdom, to share the revelation of the principles of the kingdom of God in which we are citizens. Our citizenship is of heaven, and we are learning with your help, Holy Spirit, the principles and the laws and the ways in which our nation, the kingdom of heaven, operates and we receive revelation, insights. We approach your word with open hearts and open minds so that you can reveal to us how these things work. We receive it in Jesus' mighty name. Amen, amen, amen. Well, what are you talking about, Brother David? I don't know, we're not, we're not in heaven. I ain't dead yet. Well, now if you Go want, back. I was gonna say, go back to last week. We went over it extensively. We are going to touch on it now, though. But uh, go back. You know all of our broadcasts are free, available for you. Just go to davidweeder.org or go to our YouTube uh, channel. Everything is free. Our partners have provided all of it. It's there for you. You have absolutely no excuse to not go over it and watch it a hundred times. Something fires you up, go back there and refire a few hundred times. <laughs> Praise God. Turn when your Bible's with us today over to Philippians chapter 3. We're going to begin there, and we're going to look at uh, a few scriptures. Well, you know us. We look at a lot of mm -hmm. scriptures. Everything we do is based on the Word. If it's not, it's not worth listening to. So let's look at uh, Philippians chapter 3. I'll read it real quickly here in the King James, and then we'll look at it in the Amplified Classic Version. The, uh, the King James Version is talking about people... Uh, two different groups of people here, uh, those that follow Paul and the disciples, talked about in verse 17, and then in verse 18, he talks about uh, many who walk 
as enemies of the cross of Christ. That's not the group you want to be in. And because, because verse 19 goes on and says their end is destruction. Their God's their belly. Uh, they got glory in their shame, and they mind earthly things. Let's not do those things. But verse 20 is what we want to get to today. For our conversation, the King James says, is in heaven, is, is in heaven, from whence also we look for the Savior. Now, that word conversation, as translated into King James, really means manner of life, how they live. And I, the, the way the Amplified Classic Version uh, says it is exactly the truth. Go ahead and read that if you would. But we are citizens of the state, commonwealth, homeland, which is in heaven. And from it also, we earnestly and patiently await the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ, the Messiah as Savior. Now, as a second witness, you can look this up. You can turn over there and read it in the King James if you'd like, but I'm going to read it in the Amplified Classic in 1 Peter chapter 2 and verse 9. But you, that's you and me, you are a chosen race a royal priesthood, now listen, a dedicated nation, God's own purchased special people that you may set forth the wonderful deeds and display the virtues and perfections of him who has called you out of darkness and put you into the kingdom of his marvelous light. It doesn't say kingdom in the amplified version, but we just saw that a special people, a dedicated nation. So when I talk to you about the laws of our nation, this is the nation that I'm talking about, our citizenship, the kingdom of heaven. And God wants us to know those laws and those principles. Jesus went about in Matthew chapter 4, teaching, teaching and preaching the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God our nation, okay? Now, I want to, I'd like to look at, I didn't, uh, I didn't tell you this before we went on the air, but I'd like to look at in the Passion Translation, if you have access to the Passion Translation, whew, turn over there. If not, just listen. We're going to Matthew, Matthew chapter, I believe it's 13. This just this the Holy Spirit just uh, brought this up. So <laughs> let me look here. We go. Yes, Matthew chapter thirteen in the Passion translation. Scroll, scroll. Okay, verse eleven. Listen, listen, listen. Go back and listen. Go back and listen. He explained. Talking about Jesus. He explained. You've been given the intimate experience of insight into the hidden mysteries. I am going <laughs> to hold on to this chair. Intimate insight into the mysteries of the realm of heaven's kingdom. Wow. <laughs> and they weren't even born again yet. But listen to this footnote. Right here where it says hidden mysteries in the Passion Translation, there's a, a footnote. It says, the Greek word mysterion is found 27 times in the New Testament and means secrets or mysteries. 
The mysteries of heaven's kingdom realm are spiritual insights into the nature and the ways of God. Jesus Christ can only be fully understood by the Spirit, not merely by the intellect of man. Jesus taught his disciples using the cryptic language of parables to move them beyond intellectual abilities and engage the Spirit. If the listener had a hunger to learn with an open and teachable heart, then Jesus' words brought life and understanding. Understanding what? Understanding the mysteries of the kingdom. We must always be those who push aside our opinions and traditions to glean the deepest meaning of all that Jesus did and taught. Now, I want to go to the next the next uh, verse and the next footnote. Verse 12 in the Passion Translation, for everyone who listens with an open heart will receive progressively more revelation. As you go through the kingdom of God and you listen to these instructions, these teachings of the, the principles of the kingdom with an open heart, you're going to learn more and more and more. And you go from faith to faith, from glory to higher glory. This just spells it out right here. But listen to this footnote. For everyone who listens with an open heart will receive progressively more revelation. The footnote says, or to he who has, more will be given. That's what that scripture is referring to. This is an obvious ellipsis that in the context refers to having an open heart to receive, listen, to receive the understanding of the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven. Wow. That's what we are after because it is understanding the mysteries, the principles of the and the laws of the kingdom of heaven that will provide that exemption. An, an ambassador, we talked about this in the last broadcast, an ambassador, when he's stationed and assigned to a foreign land, he has diplomatic immunity in that land. But he better know the lands, the laws of the land of his right. citizenship and his diplomacy because otherwise he can be bluffed <laughs> into incarceration, mm -hmm. into all these different things that are taking place in the land in which he's an ambassador. He, he's got to know the laws of his land well, in order to operate in that exemption in that, in that world. And something with that is you have to be able sometimes to quote, okay, section yes, this yes. and not that proves this. And in the first footnote that he read, it talks about forgetting the traditions. Mm -hmm. And as word of faith people, a lot of times we're like, well, yeah, the Baptists have traditions. The Pentecostals have traditions. The Assembly of Gods have traditions. But and the Word we, of Faith has traditions, yeah, especially it, nowadays. Yeah, people didn't think that we have traditions, but we do. And to be able to just take a step back from what you think the Word says mm -hmm. and go back in and study it for yourself, for God to reveal what His laws are, not what 
we've added an unspoken section to that part. Mm-hmm. An example of that, and this goes back to the, uh, an, a Bap- I think it's a baptistry, I don't know, a tradition, a denominational tradition, is taking the scripture and emphasizing that neither has entered into the heart of man what God is going to do. You know, and, and because that seems to line up with the experience in the world system, okay? But the very next verse says, but they have been revealed unto us. But that tradition of... You can never know what God... You can never, yeah, exactly. That's an example of tradition instead of going ahead and paying attention to what the word says. In the very next verse, it says, but they have been revealed unto us. They don't believe for the manifestation of that verse. They just go with that first one because it matches their experience in life. Well, and again, reading on, I know a lot of what we do, we're going from verse to verse to verse, but this has a pause button. And you can go back and read the whole chapter. And sometimes the whole book, especially with Philippians and Ephesians, they're pretty short books. You can see where that fits in the whole picture. Mm-hmm so that you have a better understanding of that. And sometimes I think we do a disservice as referring to them as books because you gotta remember, these were originally letters. Well, what would you do if you got a letter from home? Are you gonna sit down there and, and, and read three or four lines every five, 10 days until you get the letter written? Nah, you just gonna sit down and read the letter and get the whole picture of what's going on but back the, home. The chapters you know? and verses are for that us being able to declare mm-hmm. no Satan in Romans 3, verse 27, it's that legality, it's that court, it's that enforcing, enforcing, your, enforcing rights. your rights. Yeah, absolutely. And talking about that, um, neither enter into the heart of man what God would have, you know, that's just leading into this. We, it's obviously, Jesus, that's what Jesus did was teach about the kingdom. If I were you, I would go back and read this passage in the Passion Translation over and over and over and over again. And a tradition, where I was going with that, going back to the tradition of uh, neither has entered into the heart of man what God will do, that the one of the dangers of tradition, and particularly that one, is it, it always gives the appearance of wishy-washiness, <laughs> uncertainty, you know, like there, like there's no, you know, he might do this this time, he might do that this time, it might be different this time, it might be different that time. No, the kingdom of God operates from by very specific laws. Now, let's look at some of them so you can see, it's like, well, I don't, I don't know that that's right. Well, hey, come well, on. You always stay with us and we'll show you what we're talking about. And Romans 3 is the first one that we're going to go to because it references one of the laws of our kingdom. The laws are the same. How they are carried out in individual circumstances is where people kind of get that wishy-washy, we don't know. Well, I know that my needs are met according to God's riches and glory. I may not know which route he's going to use to get that to me. I'm glad you brought that up. Let's we'll just, let's just <laughs> camp here for a minute and explain a few things. People are you're probably far more familiar with the laws of physics which operate in this earth, okay? So let's talk a little bit about that. Let's talk about the laws of gravity 
and the law of lift, the laws that govern aerodynamics, uh, the laws that talk that govern flight. Okay, the law of gravity is exactly the same. It works everywhere on Earth. It works all the time. You go up to the top of a building, you throw a rock off, it'll fall to the Earth. Unless there's a balcony there that prevents it. Right. So that was a different path. Right. But there is a law of lift. And if you invoke the laws that govern lift, you've got power forcing a particular shape of an airfoil through the air. It creates a low pressure system on top, a high pressure system on the bottom, which pushes up. And if you apply the laws correctly and the enough speed, all according to laws of aerodynamics, it will lift that airplane into the air seemingly against the law of gravity. Gravity says it should stay on the ground. But there was a higher law put in place for a different application in this situation. Now, the law of lift and the laws that govern that airplane coming off of the ground would have worked just exactly the same in medieval times. Why didn't they? Because people didn't know them. They hadn't studied. They hadn't learned the application of this. Was it available around them? Yeah, birds have been flying since day one. But nobody took the time and the study and they didn't have the revelation of the laws and the applications of the laws. Because even though lift supersedes gravity, gravity still has to be taken into consideration in the equations. Mm -hmm. So just because you know one aspect of one law of the kingdom of heaven doesn't mean you necessarily know everything that there is to know about it. There were people all over this world for centuries that said if God was, or if man was meant to fly, he'd have God given, given him wings. wings. Baloney. Well, and I even heard that in the 70s. Yeah, yeah, people well, yeah. People were scared of planes. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But it was ignorance of the laws. So now you hear people say, well, if God would have wanted me to have money, he'd have given it to me to begin with. That is just as ignorant. Ignorant, <laughs> ignorant, okay? No, ignorant is right. It's just a failure of knowledge of applying the laws that are all around us in our nation, in our kingdom. And sometimes it's not applying work. <laughs> yes, absolutely. You're not, you, don't, you, don't, you don't have the corresponding action. You didn't get your rear end out of bed in the morning <laughs> and trot yourself down to the job. Okay, or whatever assignment the Lord has you. The job's not your, not supposed to be your own, your source of income. It's supposed to be your source of giving. But that's a, that's another layer of the law. Okay, but that's where these things, people get frustrated, and they say, "Well, bless God, I tried that. It didn't work. Must not be so." No. Do you know how many times flight was attempted before they got it right? It's a whole bunch. You, you can look it up. <laughs> I mean, Leonardo da Vinci experimented with flight long before we ever had powered flight by the, light, by the Wright brothers. People kept playing with the laws, experimenting with them, studying and learning about them. So just, hey, the biggest thing I can encourage you, especially as a new believer or even as a seasoned believer that just, you know, hasn't quite got it yet, don't quit. 
Don't give up. You see so many people that, particularly I'm thinking of the, the word of faith right now. So many people that, that have left, quote unquote, the word of faith because, well, I tried that and it didn't work. No, no, no. Of course, they, the simple answer, the, the, con, the concrete answer there that saves time is, no, it tried you and, it, and you didn't work, which is exactly true, but it can use a little elaboration from time to time. It, you didn't know enough to work the laws is what it boils down to. Stay with it. I hear, hey, if you need a word of encouragement, here it is. Don't give up. If it didn't work the first time or the first hundred times, it's just a matter of staying with it, staying before the Lord, saying, Lord, teach me what I'm missing here. And one day you'll be flipping through the TV channels and come across this broadcast. <laughs> and we'll, then the Holy Spirit will use us to say one word and the light will come on and you'll go, that's what I was missing. There's so many skills that people learn that they just, they work at it and they work at it and they're trying. And then somebody will say, here, try tweaking this with skiing. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, I was doing okay with it, but I wasn't very proficient and I would fall more than I needed to. And one of my instructors gave me one piece of advice, stand up like you are in a formal strapless gown. That he didn't give made, me that advice. <laughs> that made that one piece of difference where I quit falling as much because it changed my center of gravity. Okay, but just they didn't start with that one piece of advice and she had tried different things, but she finally said something that clicked, but she couldn't have told me that if I had quit trying. Well, and uh, you know, I said that kind of jokingly, but it, there's a point behind it. <laughs> Yeah, different people will need Respond to hear to different, different things. things. Like that worked for her because she knew what that was like. I have no <laughs> idea whatsoever. I just want to reassure you of this. I got no idea whatsoever what it's like to stand up straight in a strapless, what'd you say? Strapless formal gown. Yeah, that, that would not have worked if she would have given me that advice. It wouldn't have made any difference. Well, hey. Not everybody is going to hear from us and hear what they need to hear. Not everyone's going to hear from another teacher. Everybody needs something different. And unique. Yeah. Sometimes they got to be really unique. <laughs> <laughs> Praise God. Wow. That wasn't where this, it's where it needed to go. Okay. It is. So let's look at a couple of these laws just to so you know, because like I said, we reference everything. Go ahead and read that in Romans chapter 3. Uh, which version, King James or Amplified? King James. Okay. Where is boasting then? It is excluded. By what law? Of works? No, but by the law of faith. The law of faith. That is one of the laws of our kingdom. Now, let me read this to you in uh, James chapter 1. And, um, well, let's see. Well, I'll just read down here. I'll start in uh, verse 21. Wherefore, lay apart all filthiness and <laughs> superfluity of naughtiness and receiving with meekness the engrafted word, which is able to save your souls. But be you doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. 
For if any be a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like unto a man beholding his natural face in a glass. For he beholds himself and goes his way and straightway forgetteth what manner of man he was. But whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty and continues therein, be he being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this man shall be blessed in his word. If you look right across the page in my uh, Bible into chapter 2 verse 12 it says again so speak ye and so do ye as they that shall be judged by the law of liberty now that word liberty if you look it up in the Greek the root word of that is to be exempt from oh, oh, oh. hey we just hit on a key here law of exemption our laws produce exemption from all this evil in this world around us. That's what they're designed to do. And so we saw the law of faith. We, so now we know there's a law of faith. It's a law that operates precisely. There is a law of liberty or a law of exemption produces exemption from all of, as Jesus prayed in John chapter 17, produces exemption from the evil. He prayed, God, not take, don't take him out of the world, but keep them from the evil that's in the world, okay? So those are just two of the laws. Galatians chapter five, verse one says, stand fast in your exemption. So it takes a standing to do that, all right? Now, pay attention to what we're about to say in this spot. The Diamond in Your Household of Faith is a must read for every man and woman, married or planning to be married. Dr. David Weider writes in great detail to help you understand the worth and value of one of God's greatest gifts. He takes complex biblical truths and makes them easy to understand for every reader. You'll learn not only how valuable, but also how strong the virtuous, prudent, and good wife is in the sight of God. It elevates the woman to a place of honor that her Heavenly Father intended. David Weider breaks through incorrect religious doctrine by allowing the Bible to interpret the Bible and bringing context to scripture references often void of it. It is only through this truth that we can truly be powerful and effective in our prayers and entire lives. Find out the secret to a healthy, amazing marriage in the diamond in your household of faith. Order your copy today at davidweeder.org. Hey, you need to get this book. And let me show you why. In James chapter two, we were, we were there earlier in the broadcast. We talked about, or James talked about the law of liberty, but there's another law he references in chapter two and verse, uh, well, we'll start in verse seven. Do not they blaspheme that uh, worthy name by which we are called. If you fulfill the royal law, according to the scripture, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself, then you do well. The law of love never fails, First John says. Well, we talk about the law of love. It looks different to different people in marriages, but it's still the law of love. So it never fails and the law never changes, and without love, your faith doesn't work. So if you're trying to use faith for your marriage or for your relationships, 
and yet there's no love involved, then your faith's not going to work. It will not produce the results because of the law of love is not there to produce it. <laughs> so anyway, you need to get this book. Until next time, remember that God is always for you. He's never, ever against you. He loves you, and we love you, and Jesus is Lord. Thank you, partners and friends, for helping make this broadcast possible. For more information about our ministry, contact us at davidweeder.org or call us at 1-800-988-5380. Join us again next time on the Covenant Living Broadcast.